Hey there, guys. This is Angus here for Reshape Radio. Um, in this podcast, I've got two philosophies for you to think about. It's the to the line philosophy and the hold the line philosophy. These are two separate philosophies, and I'll get into them. But if you go to AngusPT.com, check out my website. There's a calorie calculator, a body fat calculator on there. Um, these, these two things are super helpful. There's loads of other bits and bobs of information, and you can get to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, etc. from there. So the first one is the to the line mentality. So uh, early this year, I was training a sports team and we we're doing a fitness test. So it was running width of a football pitch for 12 minutes and then we'd retest in three to four weeks and see if they got more um, more distance um, or they could do more width. And what I noticed was some of the guys would touch the line and some of the guys would fall short from the lines. But what one of the main things I got from it was the guys that got to the line and made sure they touched the line on every single width. And bear in mind, these guys were doing 45 to 50 widths in 12 minutes. It was really quite impressive. Um, but the guys that were the best athletes and the guys that had the best skill were also the hardest workers. So skill and hard work are really correlated together that the guys that were the best were putting in those micro reps. Just it's it literally some people were coming short of the line from one to two inches. And some of the guys were touching the lines. The guys that were touching the lines were the fitter athletes and the more skilled athletes. And this is because they were always putting in 100% instead of 70%, 80%, even 95%. And it really showed over every training session that these guys, the divide between the guys that were mediocre or okay, between the guys that were excellent, was was started to really show. So this choose a line mentality, and I'm screaming to the line, to the line every time, because then it makes it fair, because if you know you touch the line every time when we retest, we know whether you've had an improvement or not. The guys that would touch the line would have the improvement, the guys that didn't touch the line would have an improvement, but it's, it wouldn't be as good. And this was really a big, a revelation for me because this is the to the line mentality this is the when you're in the zone and everyone's running for 12 minutes it's not like someone's cutting short and it doesn't matter if you cut corners it doesn't matter what you were doing because you're going to be running for 12 minutes everyone's running the same distance it was just a case of touching the line and not touching the line made the difference so that's the touching the line mentality if you're every single time over the course of six months going to touch the line you're putting that extra one percent or doing the task that's asked of you you're going to get 100 percent of the results and that's just the simple uh, concept of that so the next concept i want to talk about is the hold the line mentality and this is a kind of war reference of when you're in the trenches sometimes you advance forward and sometimes you need to hold the line but never retreat that's the kind of philosophy of taking over. And of course, you're against an enemy that has exactly the same philosophy. But whoever manages to hold the line the best is the one that's going to make the most overall progress. Because progress, you can make one millimeter at a time. But as long as you never go back four millimeters or even one millimeter, you're constantly either holding or improving. And this is to hold the line. And this is the thing that I see the problem most. Loads of people can make progress. They can get stronger. They can get slimmer. But then they regress. And that regression is the thing that we need to put an end to. We need to be actively practicing a maintenance phase. 
even when it comes to when it comes to training, we need to say, hey, I've managed to get my running up to five miles. Now I'm just going to hold five miles and maybe do that twice a week and just hold that distance for a wee while while I concentrate on maybe getting my strength up. And then maybe going, hey, I've got my bench press up to 100 kilos. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave my bench press up to 100 kilos. I'm just going to leave that there. I'm going to try and improve my running and maybe get my running up to one mile, two miles, 10 miles, whatever wherever you're at just now. And same with the weight loss. If you've lost 10 pounds and your body's starting to fight back and things are starting to get more difficult or your life gets more difficult, so you were in a good zone, you were losing weight, you were doing all the great stuff, everything was happening fantastically, and you're taking a taking a taken by surprise by something, then hold the line. If you've lost two, three pounds, be happy with that. Hold it there. Hold it there. A subnote to say is that if you lose something like 10 pounds of fat, while you're losing, you're going to be carb depleted because for the most part, carbohydrates are going to be restricted. Even if you're restricting fat for the to create a calorie deficit, you need to restrict protein, fat, and carbs. But protein acts a little bit differently. It's not particularly wise to restrict protein too much. So you're looking for about one gram to two grams, somewhere in that zone. Uh, per kilo of body weight. So if you weigh 60 kilos, you need 60 grams to 120 grams of protein. So that's going to give you uh, times for that in calories. But then you've got fat and carbs to to manipulate, to bring down, to create that calorie deficit. When you stop your calorie deficit and start bringing your calories back up, I would advise bringing them up slowly in a reverse diet style. But even when you bring them up, your weight should increase a little bit because you're going to store more carbohydrates in your body in the form of glycogen. And for every gram of glycogen, you get three grams of water. So if you get 200 grams of carbs, you're down at 50 grams of carbs, and then you take that up, then... So, sorry, I had to take a quick break. So, as I was saying that, for every gram of glycogen in your body, you get three grams of water. So, you should expect to put on a little bit of weight, but take your measurements and have a look at your body fat. You can use my body fat calculator on anguspt.com to see your body fat. As long as your body fat hasn't changed or isn't changing too much, even though you've put on a little bit of weight, particularly your waist measurement, if that doesn't go up or down, you probably haven't put on any fat. You've just put on some water weight, and that's totally normal after you come off a diet. So even though you've lost 10 pounds, you might have only lost nine pounds of fat, and there might be a pound of water to go back on. It might be more than that. It might be less than that. It depends how much muscle mass you have and how good you are at storing carbohydrates. So that's the two philosophies, the to-the-line mentality and hold-the-line mentality. So end of the episode, check out anguspt.com. You can check out a calorie a calorie calculator on there and a body fat calculator on there and i've got other bits and pieces on there and you can also at the moment download a free recipe book as well uh, thanks for listening i'll check you on the next one